Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. You know, when you're watching TV, have you ever seen those advertisements where it's advertising a certain product and it says you can only get it here or it's exclusively at this place or at this store? Well, there's a similar concept in the Word of God, and we're going to be getting into that today in our fourth Sidra, our fourth Aliyah of this Torah portion of Archemot, which means after the death. And today's portion is taken from Leviticus chapter 17, verses 1 through 7. And it says, Then Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron, to his sons, and to all the children of Israel, and say to them, This is the word which Adonai has commanded. Anyone from the house of Israel who slaughters a bull or a lamb or a goat in the camp or outside the camp, but has not brought it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to offer it as a sacrifice to Adonai before the tabernacle, let blood guilt be charged to that man. He has shed blood. That man is to be uh, cut off from his people. Thus, B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, may bring their sacrifices that they have that they were making in open fields to Adonai at the tent at the entrance of the tent of meeting to the Kohen to the priest and offer them as a as sacrifices of fellowship offerings to the Lord. The priest is to sprinkle the blood on the altar of Adonai at the entrance of the tent of meeting and burn up the fat as a smoke for a soothing aroma to Adonai. They are no longer to offer their sacrifices to the goat demons after which they play the prostitute. This will be a statute forever to them throughout their generations. Okay, let's set this up here. Before the tabernacle was was uh, was commanded to be made and commanded to be created, and why was the tabernacle to be made and created? Because God says, I want to dwell among my people. It's as if the tabernacle was a portable palace, and the Holy of Holies was God's throne room, and the Ark of the Covenant was God's throne. And up until that time, everybody was just making these private altars of earth or stone, and they were just sacrificing whatever sacrificial animals they wanted on that, and they were eating parts of the sacrifice and burning the rest of it up. And God says, no, 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 new ball game. This, you know, this is the way things are going to be from now on. You're just not to, you know, just slaughter your animals and sacrifice your animals to me, or especially to other gods, just any old place that you please. Now. From now on, the only place is going to be in my presence. The only place is going to be where I decide to put my name. And at this current point in history, it's the tabernacle. And Aaron and his sons are the ordained, consecrated, uh, uh, sanctified, uh, official priesthood that's going to minister before me. So he's the one, and his family's the one that's going to take your animals and slaughter them. And so after the tabernacle, we know that Solomon had built the temple. So Solomon, in his prayer to God after the temple was constructed, uh, made uh, in his prayer, kind of made a covenant with God saying, you know, God, this is going to be the only place that we're going to sacrifice to you because this is the place where you decided to put your name. So in 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 29, it says, let your eyes be open toward this house night and day toward the place of which you have said, my name shall be there. Listen to the prayer which your servant shall pray towards this place. So, 
the one and only place that you could sacrifice was either the tabernacle when it stood or the temple in Jerusalem. And why do we not sacrifice anymore? Because Jesus died on the cross and that's all done away with? No, not necessarily. Yes and no. Yes, in the fact that Yeshua is our ultimate sacrifice. He's our ultimate atonement. But because the temple's not standing, there's no working uh, Aaronic priesthood, we don't bring our sacrifices uh, you know, to, to Jerusalem, or, or we don't sacrifice animals anymore. But prophecy tells us that there's going to be a third temple that's going to be rebuilt, and the priesthood's going to be reinstituted, and the sacrifices will resume. So what does this mean, and what does this say about Yeshua's sacrifice? It says that the sacrifices that will continue are, number one, the inheritance of the Aaronic priesthood. Because they didn't get any land inheritance. Remember, the rest of Israel got territories and land. Israel, their inheritance was service to God. They always get a portion of the sacrifices to be able to uh, uh, feed themselves and their families. So, number two, the sacrifices will remind us of the ultimate sacrifice that Yeshua paid for us. Because in Hebrews, uh, the writer of Hebrews tells us that the blood of bulls and goats could never take away sin. It just covered it. It just swept it under the rug until Messiah came and by his blood and his perfect sacrifice was able to take it away. So these sacrifices are always going to be a constant reminder. Because remember, after Yeshua's death, even the apostle Paul sacrificed at the temple to complete a Nazarite vow. All right, so it's the only place to sacrifices at the temple. And see, we had a problem during the age of the kings. When you read the Chronicles and, and, and the books of Kings, and it talks about this king, and it says, oh, this king did great, and this king pleased the Lord. He did, you know, he did this, he did that, he did this, he did that, except he didn't get rid of the high places. Except he didn't get rid of the high places. Except he didn't get rid of the high places. See, the high places were was just like what it talks about in Leviticus chapter 17. Um, it says, uh, anyone from the house of Israel who slaughters a bull or a lamb or a goat in the camp or outside the camp, basically talking about a personal altar, right? But has not brought it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to offer it as a sacrifice to Adonai before the temple. Let blood guilt be charged to that man. He has shed blood and needs to be cut off from his people. So these high places were personal altars. And these high places were not just an altar dedicated to one God. It was a one-stop shop where you can sacrifice to any old God that you please. If you wanted this altar to be to Molech, boom, it was for Molech. If you wanted this altar to be to Ishtar, boom, it was for Ishtar. If you wanted to sacrifice in this altar to Yahweh, boom, you could do that too. You know, so that's what these high places were. And uh, a lot of the kings didn't get rid of these high places. So that was a problem. And it was a problem because Solomon said it's the temple in Jerusalem is the only legit place to sacrifice uh, your offerings. Just like in the time of Moses, the only legit place was to sacrifice um, at the tabernacle. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening and, and uh, thanks so much for uh, hanging with me. And uh, you go out there and have a great day. Shalom and God bless.